You're listening to Strong Woman Radio, a sanctuary free of testosterone, save for a few special guests, where ladies who like to lift heavy things can chit-chat about the struggles and success that comes with being a woman in a man-dominated sport. We welcome all listeners of all sports, be it strongman, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, or more. Please send us your own inside girl jokes or questions if you'd like to submit one through the contact form on paleoparents.com. Simply click the podcast drop-down from the top right corner and submit a question or comment under the SWR tab. While you're at it, shop on the sidebar of our blog for our favorite products and recommended partners. Now, let's get to our fearless leaders, two competitive strong women athletes who earned their invites to nationals within the first year of training for the sport. Please remember, Stacey and Vivian's banter is often mindless and should never be taken for professional medical advice. So, welcome back to yet another weekly installment of Strong Woman Radio. Look at us go. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Every episode is going to start with cat cat. craziness. The cat just busted open the cabinet (laughs) and popped out. That was crazy. Okay. So, welcome back to Strong Woman Radio. Another weekly installment. We're getting on the regular. It's pretty impressive. Kind of like periods, I guess. Kind of like periods. Hopefully. Sometimes they're off a little bit and sometimes they're right on. This show is going to get interesting, um, dear listeners. So we have our first male guests this week. We have Barry Von Perkins um, from The Edge, which is the the training center I use as my Sunday Strongman facility. And then we have um, Dustin from Nova Strongman, who is Viv's training coach. So... Um, we thought that the gentleman might give some insight into what it's like to work with strong women in the gym. We talk all the time about how we have the feels and you cry a lot, you cry a lot, you a lot. You, don't cry, you don't cry much. You giggle. We giggle yeah, a lot. You, giggle. You, you got a hundred and eighty pound stone in your lap, and you're trying to pop it, and then you're giggling the whole time. Wait, don't judge my life, okay? <laughs> Girls giggle. Yeah. Yeah, we do giggle. We dance a lot more than you guys dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like we we put on much different music than you guys put on. A lot of great nineties pop music. <laughs> if yeah. you're lucky, it's nineties pop. Oh, it's been that for the last week. It's great. <laughs> well, my music taste they won't even let me put on. So uh, mine's a whole separate entity. Yep. Um, so last week we talked a little bit about how it was the Ice Queen competition and how. Yes. Barry, you had partnered with Amanda from Ladies Lift here to put on the first of what we hope will be many women-only quarterly events, right? Yeah. Um, Amanda came to me and, and with the idea of doing this series of, uh, of strong women competition, all just women competitions, and maybe having some sort of overall ice queen or something, or overall queen of it. But um, we kind of gathered together, and she wanted me to do the first one because, you know, I, I had a good ideal of how to run the contest and I had a great venue and everything so uh, we put our heads together and she did the pimping and took care of all the logistics on, on the uh, athlete side and getting them signed up and getting t-shirts and all the graphics and banners and stuff and I took care of the equipment the training days, logistics uh, uh, for the day of so that she didn't have to worry about anything when it comes time to put the contest on she could just go around and take pictures um, it was 
overwhelming success in my eyes. I put on five, six shows myself, and and they have all been huge, great shows. And I've been in some amazing top-notch shows and competed, but this one, I just had the biggest smile on my face through the whole competition. Uh, the women, when I did rules meeting, I just sat there and I just turned around to everybody. I said, okay, I'm getting all a little, little getting a lump in my throat here. I said, this is amazing seeing 60 women standing here getting ready to put their the guts on the line and, and get to it and lift some heavy stuff. Well, I think that's kind of interesting for me because I feel like I came into the sport when it's kind of booming for women, right? Like, <clears throat> I think it would be interesting for people to hear a little bit from your perspective as kind of a veteran of the sport, strength training in general, um, how you feel like you've seen women come into the sport of late. And I, not just strongman, but we try to, you know... The strength sports but, as a whole. In general, whole, yeah. Like from Olympic lifting, powerlifting, and strongman... I mean, I remember putting on, I think it was Blind Betty, and I had like eight women. And I was like, oh my God, that's like the biggest group of women <laughs> ever to compete. So it, it's, and that was two years ago, I believe. Wow. Uh, so you look at that, well, and, and now, and, and my last Cap Classic, I had 19 women. And this okay. one was an all women, so it was 60. Uh, so it, it, it has grown immensely from a women's standpoint, and then I, I'm seeing the growth in Olympic lifting and powerlifting as well. Yeah. Uh, CrossFit, of course, has had a huge impact on all of that. Yeah, right. Uh, Viv and I both come from CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you look at most of those women, Allie, uh, uh, Liz, most of those, uh, uh, what's her name, Freely, all those girls have come from some sort of, like, CrossFit background, and, mm-hmm. and they stretch out and do a little bit of. You, you, you mentioned Meg Squats, mm-hmm. uh, Megan Gallagher last year, or in your last show. She was a, she's a CrossFit chick, mm-hmm. and she decided to she did a strongman show, and then she decided to go for this whole powerlifting, powerlifting thing yeah. and try to, to to improve her squat and everything. But uh, it, it's grown it's grown a lot. I can't, I can't argue with that. It's and and I'm happy that it's grown a lot and seeing. Uh, the women come in to to the edge to train like before nationals when you guys came in and right. Candace was there mm-hmm. and it was just it was awesome yeah uh, seeing that go down um, well and I'll say as a woman in the sport there's it's been interesting to me to go to different places and see how men respond so I think this is yeah. kind of like the crux, <laughs> the crux of what we want to talk about is you know it's different for you guys to work with us mm-hmm. and it's different for us to work with different men because you know. We designed a T-shirt after something that you said, Barry, at the edge, where you're like, real men, like strong women. Right. We were there one night before nationals, and you were surrounded by like 12 women, and there was two dudes, you know? And it yeah. was like, there's more women working out here in like a regular open gym night. Uh, training. Training, sorry. Yes. There were more women training. than there were... Guys. Guys that night. And I think, you know, like for that us... that happens more often than not now, it, uh, I, I, That it, it more women like train... Well, and not only and not only that, but I guarantee you, I, I guarantee you, yeah. if you went somewhere else, the the numbers wouldn't be the same. And I think it's because women also kind of gravitate to places where they feel welcomed and they don't feel threatened, threatened right. and nervous. Exactly, like hey, can I spot you? Yeah, exactly. Help you with that stone, <laughs> that like, large ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, motherfucker, you can get away from my bar because I can squat you. Um, it's kind of, you know, like, but a lot of women yeah. that aren't feel comfortable 
kicking a dude in the balls and telling him to get off isn't going to feel comfortable like working out yeah. and right. especially going heavy and, and, and knowing your atmosphere and feeling comfortable in your atmosphere um, is, is a huge piece and in, in, in last week's show you had mentioned about like Meg uh, you know her, her beginning squat and what her new her, her, her PR was and everything and I think a lot of people who train women men um, and probably more so women Need to learn to dump the weight. Yeah, when, when it, you know we need to learn how to fail. You need to you need to go down. <laughs> that, you need to go down in that squat, get get down in the hole, and not be able to come out and dump the weight off your back. Right. And then that way you can do the weight that you like. You, you mentioned Meg's beginning weight. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if she came into the edge like twice, her beginning her her serious max would be a lot more than what it. She than what she with, thought it was. Yeah. What she thought it was. But it's that whole point of failing and learn to dump the weight, especially nowadays when yeah. there's bumpers everywhere. Learn to go down and say, 225, I've never done that before. I've done 195. Like, come on, you can't squat 225, another 10%, lay it on there. Go down the hole, you can't get up, dump it, boom. Right. And that builds the confidence and gets you away from the point of being a little bit Getting over failing. Yeah. It's kind of like a huge thing, I think, with women <clears throat> getting over failing. Because I know for, for me... After a certain number, after my goal number, I'm like, I'm gonna fail. Yeah, it's, it's it's not well, it's, it's not even. And you like, will if that's your if that's what like you mentally, think. It goes back failed, to that so whole thing, and, and I'd have new people come in. They go, well, that's too heavy. I can't. And I would smack them right in the forehead and say, I don't want to ever hear anyone in my gym say I can't. Yeah. Because you don't know what you can or can't do. Right. Did you lift that before? Right. No, you haven't. It's like I haven't yet. How I, much I, have you? How I much have you not, lifted before? Well, it's not. I can't. I haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't yet. I haven't done that before. Which is fine, but don't say I can't because right. you haven't done it yet. Um, and I was a big proponent of not telling anybody how much stuff weighs, but now I had to write stuff on everything. So knows. <laughs> but, Viv and I like that too. Or just load the bar and figure out what yeah. it is later. Well, I do that with deadlifts. I just keep adding it. And, right. and, and when I start I to struggle with it. I think like deadlifts like the same. I, I, just when like, I start right, to struggle, I'm like, it. okay, all right, I'm at like 655. Okay, yeah, all right. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm close wish. to my max. <laughs> uh, but but that, that's, that's one of the, the key things about like, you know, training women. I mean, not the, there's the whole physical pieces, the boobs, the butt, the hips, <laughs> the peeing, all of that. The peeing, the periods, all the problems. Yeah. It's <laughs> we got ailments. I remember, I can't remember who, it might have been Jess Hoffer, it might have even been Liz Shear, what was trying to cut weight. It, might have been, it was Liz, because she posted the text that I gave her. Because <laughs> we said something about, she's like, yeah, I haven't budged. I was like, are you in your period? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> duh, you're screwed. I said something like, like you're screwed or something, or you're effed. Yeah. And uh, she said, that's the best text ever. It was freaking hilarious. <laughs> but you have those things. And and trying to coach and teach women, and first of all, I think b- maybe because I coached Trudy, she was a nationally ranked Olympic lifter for, for, for those years. And I didn't like coach her. I just kind of was supportive of her. Uh, like, like Leo Totten and, and Steve Pulsonell's wife, Jaylene Olsh, coached her. But uh, I, I just, I, I, I think it's easier to coach women. They have no egos. They'll, yes. try, they'll try anything. I don't know. I guess it depends on which woman. <laughs> well, like, Some of us have plenty of egos. Well, for the most part, you're like, I'll try that. Yeah, yeah, but, that's but true. You get, a, you get a CrossFit dude over there to try to do farmers? Well, I, I got to get stronger before I can do a strongman show. It's like, well, duh. Yeah. I notice that with my when I'm coaching CrossFit. Yeah, it's like when like when I tell a woman something, they just listen. And they they do just it. listen and they do it. And some guys, but like because I'm a lady, most guys are like, Psh, I don't want to listen to her. Because you did love twice. They do what they do too. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, but they don't. They still don't want to listen to what I have to say. Interesting. But the, you know, those those are some <laughs> of the pieces that are that are different about 
coaching women, and I find it easier. And I, I think just because of raising three daughters, and oh, I find it. He's got experience. <laughs> like, I still have hair bands and tampons in my gym bag, and I, I'm like, oh, oh my god, I still have these in here. Because <laughs> it's like Trudy would always forget to bring hair bands, and then she'd be like oh, flipping her hair back and forth trying to get out of her face. I'm like, here you go, and I'd hand her some hair bands, but. Um, yeah, that there's there's these different things of, of coaching, and, and, and everybody's different. You can't go up to someone and say, here's how you flip a tire. Here's how I flip a tire. Right. Try that. See how that feels. You know what? Get your feet a little bit further back and drive into it and try that technique <laughs> instead of like the sumo technique like I use. And then your body will take over what it feels comfortable with and what feels strongest right. after a couple tries and stuff. So that's the, the kind of approach I take. You know, Then when you get to... Things like Atlas Stones and the log. That's when you start looking at the girls and going, okay, the boobs are a problem now. <laughs> They're screwed. <laughs> okay, strap them They're down, really, double yeah. ace bandies, double sports bra. Well, I think that's well, kind of... double that's, bag all the time. Yeah, that's a kind of like bag. what got us started on this conversation is because I was doing Stones last week. Yeah. And, we you were, and you were like, yeah, you know, I trained this one girl and you mentioned a cup size that was smaller than my cup size and you were like, and she... She like bolted it down, and I looked at you, and I was like, "Barry, I got, got like three sports I got balls on, three shirts on." And you looked at my collarbone area, and you were like, "Holy oh, shit, oh, you oh, do!" I could like visually see him counting, and he like, you know, his eyes bulged like, out of his wow, head, and he's like, see "Those things let loose." Exactly. You're like, I don't. <laughs> but so, but you can tell it's funny because you can tell when you're doing it right because you'll get the bruises and and the scrapes on the top of your boobs and your cleavage. Yeah, oh, okay. see, I got stone rash right now. Yeah, I mean, when, when you get the stone rash on top of your boobs, you're doing it right. Yeah. And it's like, I, I say, squat down. Try to get your boobs under the stone. Try to get your boobs under the log <laughs> as much as possible. And, uh, so I came home and I told Matt, I was like, Barry told me to get my boobs under the 215-pound stone. I'm like, can you imagine if someone told you to put your balls under Underneath. the 215-pound stone? And he's like... Not yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and lift it up and put it on the platform. Exactly. And not get so, a sandwich. And not get a sandwich. Because yeah. that always scares me. Like Even when Trudy would fool around and she'd pop a banana stone when she first started doing it, I'm like, oh, like mammogram, oh, God. Mammogram, oh, God. Like, I'm just ex- it's a ex- concern. It's, it's, a, it's a big concern. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I guess, Dustin, one of the... One of the things that I actually think that I learned from you that's interesting to me about the differences between men and women, specifically when training, is that women can do higher volume than they can do one rep max, which hadn't ever, like, occurred to me as a biological difference between us, but not only is, like, there the physical challenges of when we have our period and speed bumps and all the things that, like, we talk about, but from from a training women perspective, do you see... There being a benefit to creating kind of like a strength training program that looks differently than what would for men because our bodies are designed Absolutely. differently. Um, I don't know the science to this, but I just learned recently that women actually have a shorter recovery period than men do. I don't know the science behind that. I totally agree with that. But um, <laughs> you got a higher pain tolerance. <laughs> yeah, no, well that's that's proven. Yeah, they yeah. do have a higher pain tolerance. Why do you think they give chi- birth to children? Oh hell no! I don't want no kids. I'm done. We got- <laughs> The earth would never be populated. Uh, with the ladies that I train with, I've never heard stop or I can't do anymore. It's always 
Fuck. What's next? <laughs> and then, and then when they sense. really try to push me, that's when I start coming up with clever workouts. And then they're like, "Oh damn, I probably shouldn't have asked for shouldn't that." Shouldn't have opened up my mouth. <laughs> yeah, other, other than that, I mean, they all push themselves extremely, extremely hard. Uh, I know some guys out there might think that women can't train as hard as men, but that is bullshit. Oh, uh, I mean, have you ever seen some of the CrossFit chicks? They'll go in, in, until they're just absolutely exhausted, and I know. They are, they are surpassing any men's pain threshold and lactic acid buildup threshold. There are, there are definitely just, some warrior-ass women out there who have, have actually pushed me in the weight room. So um, I, I don't think that women are un, uncoachable, as, as people might have put it in the past. Um, I actually think they're probably one of the more uh, finer of the sexes to train with. I, I, think it's, I think it's, it's a lot, to me, it's a lot more rewarding because you, you get somebody that's in new... And she's she's a mom. She's had three kids. She used to be athletic, and now she's not. And she's like, let me try this. So she comes in, and I first thing I always do is put somebody on a tire. It's the greatest way to warm up. Mm-hmm. You get, it's an all-body thing, and you get a little, you, you get some success out of it. And they'll flip a tire, and they struggle, and they'll flip it. And then they'll, so they'll look at the next one and go, how much is that one weigh? I want to, can I try that? <laughs> one? I'm like, sure, let's try that one. And and that builds that confidence. You get that you get that goal, and, and you're making an obtainable goal for them to achieve. And it goes back, like last week, you guys were talking about motivation. You know, you're just like, I don't feel like going into the gym. I don't feel like doing this. And it happens more as you get older. Like, hey, I'm just like, put, and they make fun of me at the gym. It's like I put my knee sleeves on. They're like, are you done working out now? Are you done training? I'm Was like, that your workout? Oh, exactly. I'm like going, no, I'm going to do something. Like, you do like one thing. I'm like, well, hey, I'm here. Yeah. And that was that, that's my thing is like, you don't feel motivated. You're just like, oh, God, I, st- I just don't feel like it. Just go to the gym. Yeah. Go to the place. Right. Sit and put your knee sleeves on, and then you're like, "Oh crap, I'm here." Yeah. I just do freaking light overhead. And I'm done. I just I'm out drove of here. all this way. I, I'm just going to do overhead. The guilt trip yeah. myself into doing yeah. something. Yeah, and, and that's and that's sort of it, it, making it an obtainable goal. Get into the gym. That's my first thing. Get my knee sleeves on. The second thing. Yeah. Then, you know what? I want to do some triceps and biceps. Okay. If you don't feel like doing what you're supposed to be on your program or whatever, that's do that at least. Right. And it makes it obtainable. You're doing something. And then what initially, or, or what can happen, is that you're there and you're like, you know what, screw it, I'm warmed up, let me just go ahead and do what I got on my list to do. Right. And uh, uh, that that kind of helps you with the motivation and having a work, uh, a training partner or a crew to yeah. kind of yeah, to help you come along. And, it, and I trained for a long time by myself until I started, you know, kids started showing up at the edge where I lived and all of a sudden I realized how important and how much more gains I got having people around me yeah totally and you're seeing their progression you're seeing you you know then then you automatically want to progress well i think for a lot of women especially moms that idea that like everyone has to come before you and that the thing that you do for you comes last is probably not something you see in men right like definitely not that's why you see a lot of of single women with kids and the dads are gone because Men don't have that. Yeah. They don't have that uh, self-sacrifice thing. I mean, a lot do, but it's more innate for a woman who has her her cubs, her 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 pride. I do that for my friends. And, 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 and wants to take care of them, and then you feel guilt because you want to go to the gym. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I should be at home. I should be tucking my kids in. I should be reading to them. I should be cooking them dinner. But in order to you for you to be a better woman and a better mother to those kids, you need to have that yeah. time. You it, need to do something that you like, that, that your passion, and you can go do that. 
it's one of the things that I hope to inspire other women to do with this podcast because I get the question from a lot of people a lot of time, like, how do you have all the time to do the things that you do? And there are days that I don't get to train. There are days that, you know, or that I cut it short because I have other things to do. But to me, I've straight up asked the kids and they've said 100%, they're, they see me being better, healthier, happier. They're like, we like you when you work out. And you're we're grumpy to- when you're not. Exactly. <laughs> and they're like, and Such we're... A bitch mom. Exactly. And they're like, we're totally fine. You, If you need to work out three nights a week and we don't see you until the weekend, like, on those three nights, right. and then we'll spend time with you on the weekend. Like, we've had that conversation as a family. And now, granted, like, starting that routine is difficult and... I had coming off of what you know your book tour and yeah there was there was no routine whatsoever <laughs> but I think for me like it's it's important to kind of like have those feels and acknowledge them and talk about them and then be like all right this is my plan I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna work out or whatever get but emotional and power through it <laughs> tell them tell them to come over and kick my ass yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean in the beginning I think it's a lot harder for for people to establish that routine especially when they aren't when they haven't been making that um, putting themselves first, yeah. and they've been making that self-sacrifice. Getting into the habit of of putting yourself first is difficult. And again, it goes back to me saying, make it a small, obtainable goal. Say, you know what, I, I, I want to do something. I got to do something. I'm, I'm, I, I don't feel I want to do something to get in shape. You know, take literally a five-minute walk out to the mailbox, a five-minute walk back. Then you've, you've you've carved out ten minutes in your day, and that's an obtainable goal. Or like I said. Make yourself go to the gym. Even though you don't have a plan on what you're going to train, just get to the gym. And then once you're there, get on the treadmill for 20 minutes. And then you start to establish a routine where you go into the gym. You go into the gym. Even though it's 30 or 40 minutes, then you can start adding to that. But making an obtainable goal and making, forcing yourself to make it habitual is the hardest problem because you don't think you have time. So one of the questions that we get often is when someone can't find a good strength training gym in their area, what should they do? So, you know, you mentioned just show up at the gym. I think for a lot of women, it's really intimidating to go to, like, a Globo oh, gym. Mm-hmm. And, like, try to do the, go to the free weight section. Right. right. So, right. I guess, what would you guys recommend from that perspective? I think it has a lot to do with what it is you're working for. Most, most looking for, most of the women that are, are listening to this podcast are probably leaning towards some sort of strength sports. And I guarantee you just about, well... <coughs> Last week, you had that girl, Christine, I think it was. Let me see. Um, she asked a question about it. Yeah. It was um, Crystal from New Hampshire. And I'm like, she's right next to Jim Pierce, who's the NAS chair. Oh, really? Yeah. And and going back into the Ice Queen, the Queen of Solstice is going to be a CrossFit Tough in New Hampshire hmm. ah. uh, later in the year. I don't think I have a date for it. That one's June. like June. It's June. June. Yeah, yeah, June 20th. So if, if you're interested in this or you want to try to get into the, I even hate using that term hardcore, but getting into strength sports or some sort of strength athletics, you know, Google it. Get on the podcast. Get on Paleo Parents. Get a, Google Strongman Training in New Hampshire. Google... You know, do a little research, and and Cal has an incredible resource with Starting Strongman, and he's got lists of gyms all over. Yeah. And then there's there's branches of those guys, you know, there's guys who who branch off that. You know, like Brian Fletcher comes and train. He's been training for the Arnold. Comes to the Edge two or three times a month, but he trains out of his garage too. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're out near him, 
you could train with him. Yeah. Even though the edge is an hour away. I even have House of Gains here on startingstrongmanmount.com. So technically, yeah. like, people could come here yes. and train so, with us. So you've got... Just saying. There, there's The address isn't posted. You have to call yeah. or email <laughs> to make an appointment, but... I'll be here Fridays. Um, Fridays is our open gym night. I've been telling people to come Stacey. on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> But uh, my husband is home. There, there's resources <laughs> for that, and 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 it's funny because Trudy, my daughter, unfortunately, she's never been intimidated because she grew up around the largest and the strongest man on the planet. <laughs> and so she all kind of giggles at like when she was in high school and her buddies and her friends are like, "Oh my god, I went to the gym today. I'm so pumped!" You know, her guy friends. I just got my new protein in today, and she just giggles at their little arms. <laughs> She's been walking around with you know, Brian Shaw and like escorting Brian Shaw, making sure he gets to to the, the event okay and stuff like that. And it's just it's funny because to see women say oh, I'm intimidated, I'm like, well, you need to find a strongman gym because you won't be intimidated. Yeah, it's it is in that community. Yeah, it is. It really the community is, is amazing. You, know, you got to find the right people to train with too. I don't know how people train on their own. I guess that's me speaking for myself. But having that community, having that friendship with people definitely helps motivate you especially going back to uh you know feeling like you don't want to work out if you've got that one friend who's like shit i'm trying to train now we got a competition coming <laughs> right up. right so hey you come tonight balls yeah. and have you come even in if there. he said hey i want to come tonight you come and you'd be like oh. guilt trip immediately well, of course was, i'll be there yeah i think it was last week i texted Viv and i was like instead of training i really just feel like eating ice cream and getting in the hot tub and she's like you better get your ass in the gym and squat <laughs> a situation like it's like okay i want you to do Three sets of five squats, and then go, go eat your ice cream and, and hot tub. And then, so, so at least it's an obtainable goal, and then yeah. you'll do something. Right. It's something. It's yeah. better than nothing. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. So it's it's yeah. Community, community, community. Uh, I got a quick question for you, actually. Was that the largest girl competition? That was the largest girl competition. I went back and looked at oh, national. Congratulations. And uh, Battle of the Bells, I think, had 53, actually. We actually... The, the, the actual number was 58 who compi- who showed up and competed and finished. Uh-huh. And, oh, in yours. In ours. Because there were 62 that showed, right? Right. 62 that showed, but 58 finished. And uh, Battle of the Bells, I think, was low 50s. And I went back and looked at Nationals, and it was only like 40-something. Really? So yeah. it's the largest. Wow. Uh, and, and if you think about it, we can, we can even get in cocker yeah. in the net and say it's the largest strongman, strong, all-woman strongman, strongman show strongman in, the world. World. in the world. Yeah. It's, it's I was, so, I was it's so in sad. the world. That's awesome. Find one so in the world. That's huge, though. Yeah. That's a, a milestone for well, ladies. Just imagine all the people walking up to me and being like, why aren't you competing? That's fun. Well, it was was funny because I was telling Amanda today when I was texting, I said, hey, I'm going to go on, let me know if she had a, I want to confirm the venue for the next one. And And before the, before the New Hampshire one, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about those, yeah. Um, And I was like, I said, you know what, I'm going to say it. I said, there's going to be a lot of broken hearts. There's going to be a lot of, of people just, because we set the bar so high on the expectation of how amazing that show was. People are just going to show up and just, they're going to be disappointed because it's not going to be at the edge and it's just not going to be that great. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great show. And she starts laughing. And, and uh, I just, and, and the, I mean, for me, it was even more emotional because A, I decided to get shoulder surgery. B, I basically found out, like, I got to move the gym. I don't have yeah, a venue. Right. Yeah. I went down to CrossFit Lorton and Steve, he was like, dude. You can use this place. This is awesome. And it's a big space. It's a great, great space. 
but still, I was thinking... But you would have had to move all the stuff. I would have had to take that platform down all there. The way down to and the Lord. shed down there. Everything else was just easy, the back of a pickup truck. But the shed and the platform, 1,400-pound platform, oh, my God. So, I was Water just like... Oh, I was just but like, meanwhile, Viv and I were going to pick it up for you and move it to the nicer building. We had no idea it was 1,400 oh, yeah, pounds. Viv and I were like, come on, we got this. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> we can figure this out, right? We'll just drag it out. And I hook it with a forklift in the back end of yeah. the ground. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, that was stressful. And then I started talking with Ken next door because I was looking for a home for the edge. Yeah. And Ken's like, well, you can have it here. And I was like, oh, you just, can I kiss you? Can I kiss you, my brother? <laughs> Meanwhile, I was a little frustrated because I had, like, reached out to all the local places. Yes, you did. That would have been convenient for me. Okay, okay. Let's, stop, let's stop right there. Just to say this to all you people out there listening, Stacy. Basically, without my knowledge, which I was so happy about, went and emailed a pile of her CrossFit buddies and said, the Edge is looking for a home, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And got, I got six or seven responses of people that were excited about it. And I, it, I almost cried. I saw all these emails. She goes, you got email. And I went and looked. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was just like so, so thankful. And, again, thank you so much so for how that. how many more Edge branches do we need? Here's <laughs> <laughs> the funny it's thing. It's time to franchise, Barry. One of them is uh, North Vienna CrossFit, which is basically like 100 yards from where Chef moved his to Rubicon. Where your original home moved. Moved to, yeah. yes. Uh, but, anyway, so, I, you know, I had to stress the, the, the shoulder surgery because I'm like going, usually I, I, I'll I gotta move the gym, and I gotta have a venue, and I gotta set up for the venue, and I gotta break down after the venue, and I only have one arm, and what am I gonna do? And so I was stressing big time. So when I settled it with Ken, I was still was stressing like crazy because, again, if, if I can't get it done, I'll freaking do it myself. Goddamn it! I'll pick up the shed and move it. I'll pick up that damn. <laughs> yeah, you platform. weren't stubborn at all when we were moving anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was sarcasm. I know it was. <laughs> but I, but you know, if. I have a little bit of that control in myself, so I'm like, oh, if worst case, I can do it. I can take care of it, and not have you know having my wing busted and and all that. But it all just it all came together like it always does. Because the community showed up. Yeah, and I happen. mean, and, yeah. and that's the other thing, guys. If you want to put on a great show and have a lot of help, put on an all women strongman show. <laughs> all the guys aren't competing. A and B just want to come out and hang out with the girls. <laughs> Is here, that what happened? Here, let, what? Me, let me chalk your back. Ooh, let me tape your forearms. Ooh. What you have donuts? Yeah. It was funny because I was just like, I got all this help. This is great. I didn't lift a finger. <laughs> it was good. But but anyway, that was uh, that was stressful for me. But I'm so glad it went out off really well. And we'll get into the other two contests here later. Nice. Were you, you were no, wrapped I'm, up I'm, on your... I'm taking it all in. This is like the one time where I'm not talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, so normally, normally I'm talking way too much. So, uh, hey. and, and on topics that we can't even mention on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. Things yeah. that are not allowed on the radio. All right. So I would like to hear the top three things that made you guys either laugh or shake your head or wonder what the hell we were talking about when you trained with women. So whether like the first time you were training with women and you remember and you realized that the log was a speed bump or some crazy shit you saw some woman pee on a platform like what are your what are like the three blew your mind kind of moments training with women that you never had with men i don't know if it's blow your mind one of them was just the fact that you guys giggle <laughs> and, and, and every and, time and, you see that we giggle <laughs> yeah they giggle you guys should see them they're giggling so so i mean here it is and and i'll this isn't an exact example but 
uh, you going for a pretty tough stone the other night. It was 215, not 180. 216. Yes. 216. Okay. And it was a 50-ish platform. But anyway, going for a max like that, and and that's, that's a heavy stone. And picturing someone doing that and as they're going up with it to put it on the platform they're giggling <laughs> and I'm like going stop giggling lift the stone you're going to hurt yourself you were freaking out and Finn was being so cute I don't know if you heard Doc on the video like I, I posted on it, Instagram no. um, but in the video Finn the whole time every time I was lifting it he's like come on mommy you can do it come on and he was like being so, so cute, cute. <laughs> and you I'm were you you behind me freaking out I look like a lion getting ready to pounce <laughs> You like, and you're like one armed, you know, I'm like, trying oh, to help me. I'm gripping that that freaking reverse hyper machine, and like, oh my god, please breathe. Oh, don't pass out. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and like, your back always bends in half. And I'm like, oh, ah, ah. but I know that's how you do it. But still, it scares the hey, watching the stones at the Queen Ice Queen. Oh my gosh, they wore me out. Because <laughs> women, that's another thing about women. Women won't give up. They won't give up. No, no. I did not give they'll, up. They'll, they'll, put, that, they'll, they'll <laughs> put that pla- They'll put that stone up there, and they'll keep trying. They'll smash the finger, blow the fingertip out. They'll put their knee up on against it, trying to <laughs> trying to hold it, and they'll just keep going. And like their face is turning purple, their eyes are bugging out, <laughs> and I'm like freaking out. They're gonna pass out. They're gonna pass, but they won't quit. You know that's true. I never actually even realized that. That when we, I've been at competitions with men. They go to do a stone one time. They don't get it. They walk away. Yeah, and I've literally yeah. said to people in the audience, like, what? They're not going to... They've got 50 more seconds. They're not going to try to do that. But guys, but I've like seen a, you try to repick and right. repick. I'm not saying it's all men, but, 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 but like, in general... If you want to yeah. characterize it, generalize it, yeah. Men will do it and like, oh, I'm gas. I'm done. <laughs> Women will, like, go on... Again, it's that whole pain threshold. No, we'll do this. We'll do time. How much time do I got? Oh, shit, I got 20 seconds left. I've done a 70 times already. I can try one more time. And and the funny thing is, is is women are probably more so the ones that will sit there and try something. One, two, an atlas stone. Mm -hmm. Three, four, five. Keep missing it. Keep missing it. And I'm already, like, writing you off going, dude, your back's toast. You can't. You're not going to get that now. You've already done it 17 times, and on the 18th time, you get it. And <laughs> I've only seen that in women. And Matt Makara, <laughs> he'll do the 400 stone like 18 times, and on the 19th time, he'll pop it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how he does that, but but women will do that. They'll keep trying and keep trying and keep trying, and then they'll be successful. And I'm thinking, how does that work from a physiological standpoint? You're wearing your body out. You're getting more tired. Because we refuse to fail. Well, okay. <laughs> biologically, we are able to handle more volume. Well, and like you say, like he said, you recover fast. Yeah. So in between those tries, you're recovering yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. All right, that was two. What's your third? Oh, gosh. Uh, you got one. I got to think. I got two. I only have three. <laughs> but first one was learning about certain lady issues that I had no idea <laughs> existed. So they shed a little light on me. You know, for that. That was cool. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad you thought that now. was cool. Um, second what did you one? learn that was cool? <laughs> uh, just, you know, certain certain issues with your psyche and, and oh, yeah, uh, you biological biological issues. He's uh, trying to be politically yeah, correct. Yeah, trying to be polite. You don't know, you know what ladies are out there listening. I don't want them thinking I'm a pervert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the second thing... You're, the, tra- the, you're the, talking the, about speed bumps? Is that yeah, what buttons, you know. <laughs> the second thing that was the greatest... As I look at Vince Boom. It threw me off, but... It definitely made me feel welcome. Was was finding out that they had dirtier minds than I did. I didn't even <laughs> think that, that was possible. 
Half the time they were over there talking about penises or something, and I swear to you, I would turn around thinking that I was hallucinating and was just like, did they really oh my just God. say that? That's, 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 that's what actually blushed. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that's, welcomed. I was like, oh, that's okay. That's the only way I got my mom into brute. I was like, mom, come on. You know there's going to be all those guys in there. She's like, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and flipping, flipping her little 150 yeah, no, pound tire. I think that the strong gym woman, in, in my opinion, at least for me, is the best lady in the world. And is the best lady to hang out with because they, they can get down to the nitty gritty you know they can talk to you like a man but they can be it's, delicate it's like a flower you know it's, it's a confidence and it all goes back to being successful and doing something and having self confidence you know my daughter she's she's not a tiny woman and we got her into Olympic lifting she got into singing she got into cheerleading and all of that stuff built her self esteem when the first time she ever sang she got the mic got up on the, on the stage 14,000 people oh, yeah. And she just blows it out of the park. And she has the self-esteem. And the same thing with when you get women in there and they start getting into an activity like this and they see success, it builds self-confidence. So they, they start to understand who they are. Yeah. And then, like, you know, a, a single guy like me understanding and dating someone and, and, then, and then not knowing who they are, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. Yeah. Because you got to know who you are in order to be successful as a person, I think, you know, and finding out who you are and being confident. In and it. I think that's unique to women who... Strength train. I we did. Yeah. Oh, I, I did this. So. so we had stuff on the podcast before. Steph and yeah. I did a presentation together in the summertime um, at a thing called AHS, and we did a presentation on the health benefits um, of strength training for women. And half the presentation was on the physical health benefits for women to strength train. Things like reduced chance of osteoporosis and like legit health improvements for women, hormone regulation and that kind of stuff. And then the other half was on the emotional side. And we, Steph had done this survey where she asked people like what their favorite things about strength training were. And it was a lot of like, you know, she, she had a lot of answers. Like I look better in the mirror and whatever. People didn't answer that one. People answered, I have more self-confidence. I feel good about myself. My body can do things. And they were all, like, empowered. And I know that that's what has, like, drawn me to the sport is because I'm like, you know what? The hell with this. Like, (laughs) I'm really good at this This thing. This is something I can do, and I can do it well. Exactly. And and even even when I'm not doing things the best that I want to do, right? Like, I joke with Viv all the time about how weak my press is and how much I want to deadlift more. And for me, there are things that I definitely want to work on. But even at that... When I do something, I set a goal for myself, like you're saying, like, I want to have an attainable goal, and then when I hit it, I'm like, fuck, yes, I just did that, because I am a beast, and I rock this shit out, and I wish that, like, all women could feel that, because I think for a lot of women, that's not something that you grow up feeling. Exactly, right? and, and they don't feel that it's even <laughs> obtainable, or it's even reality, Yeah, to, to kind of have that feeling, and knowing a woman who has that self-confidence and it doesn't it doesn't take a pile of stuff to make them feel that way but just some successes and to feel good and and it it comes down to bottom line is is self-image you know i raised three girls and and understanding that what they see in the mirror and what they image or they imagine what they look like is is going to be what sticks in their head and and having the self-confidence to look past that and just understand this is who i am this is me, but look what I can do. And, yeah. and it, it, it's just, it, it's huge. It's amazing that, you know, athleticism 
is a thing. It can can <laughs> yeah. do you know do so much, but okay, that was your first one, Dustin. That was my first one for what? You're yeah, supposed to be the booby thing. No, I gave you two. I gave you two. Dirty. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you each gave me two. Then for your third one, instead, let's say, what's your most frustrating thing about working oh. out? With <laughs> <laughs> I know Dustin has one. <laughs> I'll let Barry go first. I think it's cute that you guys are pretending that you. <laughs> I think Come on. that. We can take it. Uh, I would say a majority of the women that I work with, this isn't a problem, but trying to be a little more serious. Oh, think of yeah. think of Lauren Gehrig and me trying to coach her. Yeah. And she's just a la, 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 And, like, you know, I've known her for years, and I yell at her, I cuss at her, and I still love her like the sister or a daughter, actually. And she calls me dad, but not daddy. Uh, but, but like, you know, but like trying to train somebody like that, it's like, look, look, just, just focus for one second on this. Yeah. And you can do so well. You can be so good at this. Just put a little into it. Uh, I think that's probably... Like a social butterfly effect. Yeah, sort of a social butterfly. Not take it serious. You know, just focus. Just give me 15 seconds of focus, lift it, and then you can go about your business. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of is a little annoying but I don't run across it a whole lot yeah well, so I think this is for the perspective of women who are listening for them to be a little more self-aware of what I think it's great to hear all the positive stuff about working out for women but where they're experiencing pushback from men in the gym it's good to know like what might what, be what it is upsetting someone and, and about it's not like you have to be all like oh, all serious I, I, this all is time. the worst I hate this term I think it's the stupidest term I don't, it's not like they have to be all beast mode and shit, you know, and be all mean, like, get away from me, but I mean... That's what I am. <laughs> but it's more of us like you're in your own world. I don't know if you've you're in your own from Stacey. You're in your own it's world, killing. you got your ear, earbuds in and you're doing your thing. Um, but, but yeah, it's not like you have to be all like crazy serious, but just focus. Yeah. Especially if you have somebody that's kind of showing you and helping you and giving some tips. And they're taking their time yeah. to help you respect their time. Yeah. And and and, and, uh, and, and again, I'll say it for this sport, the sport of strongman, we relish in being able to help, to teach. When when Candace Pellet came in, she's an amazing athlete when she was there with Killer. you girls. Yeah. Yeah, when she, when she came in, she was there with you. That the time she came in, she went to nationals. She went long she, hair. I was gonna say She's with killer. with the braid and the epic booty. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, that got it. So like, <laughs> oh yeah, epic booty. And uh, so it's like like Matt Makara and and Bobby and them just just they they were really gigging on helping her. They got the kegs out. We weighed up. The, we we weighed the kegs up and, mm-hmm. and beefed them up a little bit for her and helped her run through the keg load and and all of that and. We all just love doing that, and you see it at, at competitions. And like you know, a lot of the women about the ice cream—that's one of the things they kept talking about. And but that's the sport. It's not just sixty women. That's the sport. Mm-hmm. Right. The sport is nationals, Olympia. Dudes, luggage got lost. He didn't have wrist straps, tape. He didn't yeah. have socks, pants, shorts, nothing. He had to buy shirts and pants, and shoes, or, or socks for the weekend. And everyone else made sure he had whatever it was he needed. Well, it's like that community thing that we were talking about, right? The community came together. The community, like CrossFit, I think just strength sports in general are like... If I win, I want it to. I want to compete against the best, and I want this guy to I don't, not. I don't want. I want someone to. to, 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 to I don't want to speak because this guy didn't have a belt. He didn't, yeah. he didn't have a belt, or he didn't yeah. have lifting shoes right. or something. Yeah. So yeah, and that's and that's. You could put it that way too. That's almost like we want this everybody to be 
ready to do this and, and we want to help. You can be screaming at a guy to pop that last stone, knowing he's going to beat you, but you want to see him succeed. <laughs> right. But then you're like, no, no, please don't get it. Oh, yes, get it, get it, get it, get it. No, don't get it. Don't get, it. <laughs> get it, get it, get it. It's like on, an on. internal struggle. It is. It is a internal struggle. But, but that's the, the thing about this community is, is seeing the women come in here and, and finding that core. And I think it, it's pretty prevalent in the sport. And if, if, if there's a woman out there that says, you know, I want to try flipping a tire, find a strong man gym near you, find somebody who knows somebody, and touch base with Take them. Take a go friend. Take whatever. a friend with you, yeah. Whatever it takes. Take your kids with you, whatever. Yeah. What about you, Dustin? What's your frustrating thing? My biggest one is trying to convince them that they need to either stop or recover. Uh, the recovery period oh God, is super that's, important. That's, that's, <laughs> I got like two more now. <laughs> for some reason, it, that, is. Uh, it never it never translates. I, maybe I'm speaking a foreign language here, but uh, I try to encourage them to take the necessary time to let their body heal up, and it's it's always in fourth gear for them. They just want to keep hammering away. You always like, you know. Me. Yeah. You're gonna, you got to stop. You got to stop at it some is, point. It is sinking in because Viv has been telling me lately that she's not going to work out with me on Fridays. She's resting and taking a rest day. So. The body See, can only handle so much. Well, well, I tell, like, uh, you always hear me, like, like, like when Megan David was down, Allie was down, they're training and stuff, I'm always like, get off your feet, sit down. And they're like, what? I said, sit down in between their sets. Because you don't feel like it. It doesn't feel like you're draining yeah, yourself. I'm like dancing but, around the but gym. But that is time. that much yeah, energy. You yelled at me about that on yeah. Sunday too because yeah. I was like standing there for my rest and you were like, go sit down. I said, go sit down, <laughs> take about 10 minutes, 12 minutes and recover. And and, and walking around and stuff, even though you don't feel like it, it's, 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 it's affecting you. It's taking inches. It's taking reps. It's taking seconds away from you. It's like standing in the hot sun. I tell the kids, get out of the sun. I'm only here for like 10 minutes. Okay, there's a rep. <laughs> there's there's 20 seconds. Get out of the sun. Sit down. Get off your feet in training. And you're going for a max. When you're going for that stone, you know, take 10 minute break. It's not you're going to cool down. You've been doing it for a freaking hour. Hmm. So sit down. Get off your feet. Get the juice going. Get, get yourself revitalized, and then go back after it. And that's been a tough thing. Is trying <laughs> to convince them. It's like, look, look, you, you you did what? You deadlifted Friday, and you're in here, and you're trying to do the shed lift. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> so the, that recovering thing, and, and um, I can't, oh, scrap, I can't remember the other annoying thing. He, he, he brought, <laughs> he brought up the other. At first it was, oh, I don't have any. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what it was. Ah. Yeah, it's almost like putting them in timeout, though. You know, they'll stomp <laughs> their feet, they'll pout, and you're like, you know, I'm only trying to help you. I know you hate me right now. But this no, is for your own good, you know. And well, we'll get to that point later. I have you do like a thousand burpees or something. <laughs> yeah. But right now, you're, you're going for a max log press, so just sit <laughs> off your feet. Yeah, I don't do that. I like the. Effort. I do dance around the gym a lot. <laughs> just like super obnoxious. To and that's the thing; it's very hard for people to understand. Is even though it, it kind of we, we joke about it, it's like it's sixty to ninety seconds of zero to one hundred and twenty. And then 20 minutes of jawing, sitting down, rapping, jawing, making fun of each other. And then you get back up, you strap up, you put your wrist wraps on, you put your belt on, you grab the log, you go for another one rep max or, or, yeah. or, or reps for uh, for time or whatever. But 
that recovery time in between is, is, is huge. And, and again, it goes back to like talking to people who do CrossFit and say, well, my, my max back squat is 185. And I'm like going, yeah, but you did like 40,000 million rows and, and 50 million snatches and kettlebell swings. And then do. you came and did your back squat. So your back squat is probably 275, but you just never went for that specifically. In CrossFit terms, yes, that's what you do. So I think that's the other thing is, is a lot they don't understand how strong they are because of that. But it's the, the rest and recovery is huge. You can take one week off after training heavy for six or eight weeks, and you will be stronger. You won't be weaker. It's 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 the word on the shockingly true. Every time I've come back after I take time off, even even like with the tour or whatever, I went to press and I was I you know walking up to the bar. I'm like. Working through all the negative thoughts, like oh, I'm gonna fail this. It seems so heavy. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, ah, rah, rah. and then then I hit it, and I'm like, shit, we're just, we're just, all right, I'm gonna all right. There's certain lifts that that will that do feel heavy, and there's certain lifts you're like, oh god, this feels so good, no. it's so light. Granted, if you like me, take six months off of stones, then it's not gonna be the same as if yeah, you just take I a think, week off. But I think you still did really well for that two sixteen. Cold. It was the fifty inches that was the problem for me. Yeah. It was not the the weight of this because you saw it. It, went, yeah. it popped up easy into yeah. my lap. It I mean, was, you were popping it good. You were just always missing by about an inch. I know. We I, I never trained higher than what the platform was. I tell you what, though, watching like the videos and the pictures of the Ice Queen, that was a high platform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> Especially for like the lightweight girls, it was oh like above gosh. their heads. It oh was crazy. Gosh, a lot of them are like all the way up to their some heads, like up to their eyes or other like. The only way they could get it is to like sit it on their chest, on their boobs, and I have press a, it up. I have a new appreciation for the hashtag short people problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that uh, I've said it before, that platform was Mike Jenkins, and that's what he used to train for the worlds. Mm. So I had f- almost four inches of mats and plywood yeah, it didn't look that, like that, that raised it up. <laughs> so, but on the if you want, you tried to do it on the other side, it was six feet. I want to say it was close to six feet. It was tall. It was like 58 inches from the ground. (laughs) Yeah. So, and and like I said, that's what uh, Mikey used for training for the Worlds, that high platform like that. And it's made to, you have to sit it on it. You can't just throw it. Yeah, you can't dump it and push. That was the hard part for me, too, is I'm used to, like, getting it up there and then being able to just kind of wedge forward. Yeah. (laughs) The wall will stop it, but there's no wall. At at the uh, ice cream, you know, the rules, I told him, I said, look. This is like World's Strongest Man. You have to place it on the platform. <laughs> Keep your hands on it. If it rolls off the backside, guess who's chasing after it and have to bring it back around and put it back up on there. But we hit guys back our spot, and I wasn't going to let that happen. But still, I just wanted, didn't want them things flying. Yeah. It was a good. But, yeah, I can't think of the other thing that was annoying, so we'll have to move on. It'll be <laughs> after I leave. I'm sure you'll inform us of how annoying yeah. we are later. Like, I need to go on the podcast one more time just to tell these girls... This one last thing. Uh, I just want to touch on one thing, too. Like, you know, last week you guys were talking about programming and people were asking, you know, what kind of program do you use? And I use a Smikalov Cube 587 series (laughs) training program. I do 37 exercises in seven minutes and blah, blah, blah. You know, keep it simple. I got a guy that does my programming. And he did Michael Jenkins' program, Jesse Burdick. These guys are all really, really good. And uh, he said, Barry, he said, you know, A, you've been doing this long enough. If you get stronger, your events will get stronger. He gives me, I, I train four days a week. He gives me like four to five exercises each day. And there'll be like a deadlift, some sort of 
Like, <clears throat> work up to a max three, take 70% of that, do as many reps as possible, done. And then do bands this, do 200 tricep bands, uh, do some chains this, and like four exercises, done. And I'm done. And I did that all the way leading up to nationals. And I, I think I went to nationals on like six cylinders out of eight. But I had a torn rotator cuff for one. But I think... I, 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 I didn't. Uh, I didn't have any event training. I, I did do the med, the press medley once, and you dry run the yoke. I I, I dry run the yoke. I went to six twenty five. Yeah. It was eight hundred and something yoke. Because I was there when you were prepping yeah. that stuff, and there was a huge difference in what I had seen you do in Richmond. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right yeah, that was, I struggled yeah. at Richmond. Yeah. And so, so I was, like, excited to go to, to Nationals and see how I do without really training events. Right. I hit them for confidence and just for my psyche, but I knew that I've been doing more work than I have probably ever, and I had somebody doing the programming for me, and I did really... I, I, I surprised myself. I didn't do as good as I wanted to do, but I did better than I thought I would. And that goes back to the thing is, like, it's simple. Three or four exercises, three or four times a week, and do some events, and you're done. It doesn't have as long as it's consistent. Well, I think and that's the hard part: finding consistency, and that's why. If you can, yeah, and, and again, it's, it's not doing twenty exercises; it's being consistent. If you can get those exercises in and consistent, you'll see progress. And I think what's important about what you're saying about your programming being simple is kind of what we talked about in some of our earlier podcasts about accessory work. Yeah. Because I think for some people with that like power lifter mentality or even some Olympic lifters, they'll just only do their bar work and then kind of walk out of the gym. And so if you're not getting mobile, if you're not doing your accessory work, you're going to get injured and you're not going to get as strong. And yeah. I think that's what I see a lot in strongman because we have all these events and we need to be mobile and we need to do that kind of stuff. Like. It's uber important for us to focus on those accessory activities yeah, and those mobility I, exercises. I'm the worst at that because I'm like a 98-year-old man, but <laughs> mobility is... 97. Come on, Barry. <laughs> You're bad at mobility? <laughs> Sarcasm dripping. Oh. But, but it's like, it, it's, it makes you stronger. It makes you healthier. It, it, it keeps you away from injury. So, you know, if you, and I, I, I told Scott, the guy that does my programming, I said, I want you to give me like... A mobility routine that I can do once or twice a week. Because if you, we're guys, you give me my list, I check the shit off, I'm done. And he sends me my list once a week. You send me a list of mobility stuff, I'll do it. And it's and that's what is important is, is getting that mobility in, getting your strength. Yeah, that's fine. Your accessories are important, and your mobility, stretching, rolling out, all that fancy stuff. I'm glad you brought up the, the programming. Um, that's been a huge topic for the last two months for me, I guess. Um, I do like the, the thing that you said, keep it simple. Um, I do think programming is good. There is science to working out. Yes. But, however, there are a lot of people who are getting just a little nitpicky and anal about <laughs> the programming, almost to the point where it's a status stick now, where it's like, I do actually, the, lifting has not become important yeah, anymore. It's just, what, what programming are you doing? I'm doing this program, and it's like, all right, cool. You know, that's cool. I'm glad it's working for you, but, like, I, I feel like some people need to get off their high horses with with uh, certain names of program. You know, it, it's become a, I think a, a, a materialistic the, thing, if you will. It's you know? it's, it's a status a name, name but brand. It, but it's the, the biggest thing is, and I've always said this, is that 
I don't believe any one programming is perfect for someone. You take a piece of that one, you yeah. take a piece of this yeah. one, you see how your body reacts, Absolutely. you tweak it, you change it. And that's what's cool about having... Take it with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Having someone kind of supervise your programming. Somebody who, you know, just somebody to bounce stuff off of. Hey, yeah. I've been doing this, I've been doing that. Well, everybody has strengths and everybody has weaknesses. Exactly. You know, for somebody else that is really good at pressing, telling them to press all the time isn't the best choice, right? Like, yeah. tell, tell them to get on a farmer's and tell them to get on a yoke. Yo, yeah. For me, if you tell me to get on a farmer's and a yoke all the time, I'm never going to get better at the stuff You're that pressing. I'm weak on. Yeah. Like, people, and we've talked about this too, like, people need to be aware of what their weaknesses are and you need to work those weaknesses. And so if you're working a pl- training program, like, if I was only doing Smolov and I wasn't doing anything else, then by the time I'm done, what good does it do me to have a 350 back squat if I've just lost all my gains in my press. Yeah, like, you, can't, I, you can't do a 100-pound actual press. Right. right. So I got, you know, I build in, when I was there on Sunday, I did pressing and I did stones because stones is full body and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, stones! I just can't even touch them in six months. And I was like, you know, being a little hot under the collar, I was super excited. I love stones. And so I have a yoke here. I have other things. about it. Yeah. But I have, I don't have stones here so I can't do it. I, I, I've yoked, I've, t- I've tired, I've done other things but like, I can't do stones. So when I was there, I'm like, hell yes, I'm going to do stones, and I'm going to do this stone right here. I'm like, um, which one is the first, which, which one is the one that's the, the lowest over 200? And you were like, this one at 216. I was like, all right, I was hoping for a 205, but <laughs> I'm like, I'll go at 216. But I think, like, what you were saying, you know, it doesn't have to be super, super complicated, and I feel kind of weird to be like, I'm on Smolov, but I'm also, I know that the reason that I'm doing it is because I came to strongman without a background of powerlifting, which and it, and a lot of people what do. What happens is it gives you structure. Yeah. And right. as humans, we need structure. Mm-hmm. And if, if you need someone to say, do this, and like you say, you put a thing in and it fills out the spreadsheet, yeah. then that, if, if, again, it, if it works for you, then that's what then that that's then right. that's what you do. Right. But I also chose it specifically because I know that I have a weakness in static movements, there and you so go. you know, it doesn't do me any good if I keep doing all the stuff that I love to do and run with yokes <laughs> and flip tires. Then I'm not getting any better at you know every time there's an event there's a heavy deadlift like I gotta get better at static movements in order to get better as an athlete and yeah, I think right. you know being self aware of that kind of stuff. So. I think what we're trying to say is that we're not we're not <laughs> knocking on any programs, but it, keep an open mind. You know, variety, exactly. variety is the spice keep, of life. Keep an and open mind. Have somebody kind of give you some input on it. Absolutely. But, you know, don't take it to the bank. But if it works for you, then that's fine. But but you're right. How, Keep else, it how else are you going to find out your weaknesses unless you try everything? You know, you have to try everything and find out where you suck and build Speaking yourself Speaking of weaknesses, and this comes up a lot, but probably more for men than it is women, doing a contest. They're like, oh, i got to be stronger to do a contest. Well, I do hear that from women, though. But, but it's, it's, well, I guess I'm not like that. And I was, <laughs> you know, not not for us. We were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it and I'm going to win. You know, it's just like, I'm going to sign up and I guess if I'm strong enough, I'm strong enough. And, and, that's, and that's, that's, that's exactly my attitude when I do a contest, when I'm posting and uh, or hosting a contest and people talk about, well, how much is this? How much is that? How high are the handles? Are they this wide or that low? What color is the, the, the yoke? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like going, just lift it. It's it. <laughs> if you're strong, you're strong. I bet you can guess what the events are going to be. There's going to be some sort of pull, some sort of carry, some sort of stone, and some sort of press. And, and a deadlift. And and a, dead. Well, that's what I said, a pull. So, so, but, but the bottom line is, is in your training, 
doing contests is part of your training. That's the mental training. Right. That's the, the understanding your body training going, okay, I've got 30 minutes before my next event. What is my body going to do? What do I need to do my body to get it ready? What do I need to eat? How do I need to eat? And you can't learn that unless you do a contest. Right. And you're going to fail. I don't give a crap if you're Brian Shaw. His first contest, I'm sure he didn't mow through everything. Maybe nine out of ten events he did. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, you're not going to come in there. You can't sit and keep training, keep training, keep training, and not do contests. Contests are part of the training. Right. It gets you... Your mind right, because if you go into a contest gotcha. and you've been you've been kicking ass and training, and you go into a contest and you you totally just you, you brain cramp and you you totally bomb an event, it's gonna fuck with your head. I was hoping yes. it's gonna mess with your daggum head, and you're gonna be screwed for the rest of the contest. But if you've gone out to contests and done two or three contests where you said, "Oh my gosh, this frame was so easy and, and training," and then you bomb it. You bombed, you bombed shit before. So you're going to continue on and say, all right, that's behind me. That event's behind me. Let's move on to the next event. Yeah. And one more bit of advice. What you do in training has no bearing absolutely at all what you do in a contest. There's PRs in training, and then there's PRs in contests. Oh, yeah. right. And you can say all day long, look at my video of doing this, and oh, my God, look, I did this, and I, I did this Atlas Stone, and you go to contest and you bomb it. It's totally different. It's or vice versa. If you're overtraining and you're, you know, whatever, yeah. you might not hit it in training, That's and then you go to the contest, contest and you surprise you yourself a week off because you actually got some recovery yeah. in yes. for a week before. Yeah. So, so two things: you have to do contests. We have novice level contests now; they're so friggin' easy. Do the contest. Get your mind right. Get to know people. Get to know your body. How That's it reacts. The best way to get to know people, anyway. Yeah, and, and get 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 okay. used to your body. And again, it's it's more that community and learning and understanding. And hey, what do you do for training? What do you do for training? And 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 that recovery. Except Stacy, she'll give you the death stare. Truth. <laughs> I think that's what's beautiful about strongman or the sport of strongman is the uncertainty. You know what you do in training, like you said, is not always going to translate out to your performance and, in a competition. And, and you show up to a competition and they change the event. I've heard there's some. That, I've heard there's trip, some competitions slip, that know. they literally say that they don't announce the event until you get there. That would be an exciting. That's a blind Betty competition. Well, I, did, Betty. I did a blind Betty <laughs> yeah. back in twelve. That sounds fun. Uh, but I, 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 I was like kind. I listed ten. I listed ten events, and and five of them were going to be called out mm. the day of. It was fun. So what I did is I called out four, and I said the fifth event will be called out after the fourth event. <laughs> now we did stones as the fourth event, and if Whoa, he, and what if, else did we and not if, do? And if anyone knew me, they'd know that I always do stones last. Yeah. So I brought everybody in. Said, all right, bring it in here. All right, for the fifth event, everybody. And I told you. Don't depend on this fifth event to gain a bunch of points because it's not going to work. It's going to be a tough event. The fifth event is no event. We're done. <laughs> and I said, we got the scores ready. We'll hand out awards. And that was it. So it was only four events. I listed ten. We did. I announced four the day of, or the morning of, and then we did four events. Nice. So that it was fun. So it was. I would totally do. I was going to do totally. It would blind. be something. It would be something I would do. I, 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 like, I, I don't need to I know what I'm doing. I was going to do totally blind, but you, you just people. Just people want. They're doing. Par- they're doing partner <laughs> ones now too, which sound exciting. Oh, those like the one Matt Mills does is so awesome. Like you know, they do an event where the guy carries a yoke down and then jumps on a sled and the chick has to drag his fat ass back. Hilarious. But they they but you know doing the blind Betty thing. Even in my contest, the stones are TBD. I'm like, 
Oh, come on. You Just know, look around. You know what the stones are. I'm not going to do something that you can't do. I mean, you They're come Atlas here. Something you come been here. <laughs> always been fun at Barry's contests is if you know him well enough and he, he knows that you're kind of a show-off or you want to be, he'll let you change one of the events just to do the heaviest weight, just to but just he did that. Was it the blind bet? The blind bet. He goes, he wanted to do the big King Kong dumbbell. dumbbell because I had that for the heavyweights and 231s and he was doing 200. He goes, I want to do it. Even though knowing he couldn't do as many reps on that as he could the other one, he'd probably lose a lot of points. He's like, I just want to do it and I just like, go for it. And it's about the, you know, it's part of it's about the show. That's always fun. been the biggest mm-hmm. thing about the edge is the showmanship. You know, you got Barry's is one of the, you know, charismatic, you know, I, I, I can't think of any I think the best thing is my like, booming radio voice. Oh my God. It, oh my God. We're yeah. shutting it down. Makes it, yeah, he, made, he makes it super, super fun. So, you know, if you are ladies looking for a place to train or a comfortable environment, I would definitely seek out Barry Bond Perkins. He's, he's one of the greatest. Uh, oh, hush. He was my mentor for years. We met at Brute uh, five years ago, actually, yeah. and um, you were the original Edge kids, sort of. It was it was always fun. You know, it was a great environment, and it took. <clears throat> it's almost like that 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 cliche quote from Rocky: "Don't trade your passion for your glory." And it was always he always kept it fun, and made it didn't make it a hobby or or a job. Made it made it for you. Made it for you know. Made it to make you. Made you aware. Better yourself, you know. You, it, took, you it made it super, super fun. So, uh, oh, in my contest, I always have one special event. Like, the, the ice cream was the shed lift. Uh, one of the Cap Classic was a shed lift. Last year, the Cap Classic was the car walk. Hmm. That, that was had, awesome. Had oh, three yeah. victims in that one. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's the shed lift. We did the shed lift. And we did shed lift, too. That thing is because I have it. i got to use it. Well, it wasn't as waterlogged as ice cream. Uh, yeah. Well, see, it, it rained like a couple days before. As soon as I got the ice cream, it was raining and sleeting. It was raining and sleeting during the actual I can't lift. believe that's I've never lifted that shed. Man. I tried to lift it that really? one time. At that one time at Nova, it was filled with crap. And it was like a long time ago, like over a year ago. Oh, yeah. And I, I know, I got it like a quarter. I got it like a quarter of an inch off the ground. And Dustin was yelling at me, "You got it there for you lifted it the rest of the way." And I, I just couldn't get it. There was, it was filled with all the equipment yeah. in the back, though. So I'm sure I could lift it up. Yeah. But I, I mean, I've lifted cars, which are heavier than the shed. But it just pisses me off that I can't say I lifted the shed. So well, it's funny, but I can't deadlift until Smolov's over. So. You can come out and lift it one time and walk away. It's not going to screw up your training. That's oh. what that's what Smolov says. No deadlifts allowed. Right, Smolov can Smolov this. <laughs> it's a no, shed, uh, though, Smolov. But the funny thing is, uh, yeah, it's not a deadlift. <laughs> but the, the, when I was doing the rules meeting for all the girls, and, and, and leading up to that, when they'd come out and train, I just kept telling them, I said, I don't give a crap what you do, but when you pull that shed, you pull it till your effing eyes fucking bleed. Because <laughs> everybody pulls it. It's and a just, fun thing to pull. Just, when you just get to the sticking point. Right when it starts to come off yep. the ground, they stop and they drop it. I'm like, oh my God. It's super You have fun. to pull past that. And then yep. you see the people that do it. And all of a sudden you see it come off the ground and you see them almost wanting to drop it. And then all of a sudden, boom, they stand up with yeah. it. And, I'm like, and then oh. they go back down, and the shed has a really nice rhythm. Once you get into well, it, you rock yeah, it. Yeah, it rocks. Like I always said, I said, once you get the first rep, you're good. Don't stop. You'll be good. If you need a rest, you rest at the top. <laughs> the other thing I told him too, I said, I, said, I know you guys do you do deadlifts with the bar, and you know you go to pull on it, and it bends a little bit, gives you a little hope, and it, you're like, okay, it's moving, it's moving, and you do you just stand up and deadlift. I said, with the shed lift, you pull on it, and you pull and you pull and you pull, and, and it you doesn't bend. And I said, you pee a little, and the 
there's no hope. <laughs> it's not there. You just have to there's keep no pulling. flex. There's just no like it's pulling. moving. It yeah. doesn't move until you lift it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, uh, I pulled it at Capital Classic. I gave that poor roller derby girl a ride. Oh yeah, you did. I was, <laughs> well, that's right. Because I have the. I was taking of, pictures of it, and you were like. Boom, 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 boom. How, how long did we train that thing for, though? We did that a lot. We did a lot yeah, because we were lucky. I passed out it. on that thing before. We, well, and we were training not just the shed, but at the at the base camp, we were piling people into the tire on the car deadlift. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. For yeah, it. I was yeah. doing that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we are... This is the longest strong women radio podcast that we've ever had, which is really? great. We've also mm-hmm. never had men on the show, so... Look, dudes... I did leave my testosterone at the door, by the way. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, good. you did have a cat in your lap. I have a cat in both of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, if you guys have anything else to th- we didn't talk Club. about, yeah. feel free, go for it. But I do want to mention Ladies Lift here, the upcoming competitions. I know that there's yes. two, at least, that are officially planned. Yeah, we have, um, I don't, we have, but Amanda, who helped me, who we did the ice queen together with, she's doing the May Queen, and that's at Iron Mill in Camp Hill, PA. And that's actually not in May, it's the end of April, right? Yeah, correct, correct, okay. correct. The 25th. Okay. Yeah, so it's 25th of April. It's at Iron Mill in uh, Camp Hill, PA. That's, that's like her home base, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's close. I think it's 40 minutes away from oh, her or something. Okay. She's in Lancaster. But uh, then the Solstice Queen, which uh-huh. is the summer in June 20th, is in CrossFit Tough New, at New Hampshire, in New Hampshire. Oh, wow. The Iron Mill show is an unsanctioned NAS show, just so you know. But the uh, May Queen or the Solstice Queen up in New Hampshire is a NAS show. Okay. So, uh, but yeah. So that means that if someone wins the May Queen competition, they wouldn't get a ticket to nationals. That's Correct. what you mean by unsanctioned. Correct. Just to yes. make sure Thank everybody you. kind Thank of you. understands. Thank you. About that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and nationals being the NAS nationals. Um, is so, she doing any with USSC or are they all going to be NAS? I don't know. Uh, she, 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 I don't know. I, I'm leaning towards maybe doing her, the fall show. I would like to do that again. Yeah. If she wants to, if she doesn't want to, you know, if she would like to do that, because I, I, I just had so much fun, and I think I could be bigger. Yeah. I think we get. I think this eating. is only going to get. It's only actually, gonna we could we could have had way more athletes, <laughs> but we capped it at sixty. <laughs> we capped it at sixty. All right. We can't compete. We gotta, no, we have to. We have to plan yeah. our our competition. So, uh, so that anyway, we <laughs> those, those are the uh, Amanda <laughs> and Ladies Lift here. Dot com. She has a huge amount of resource for, for women in strength yeah. sports. And she's on, well, we'll make sure it's in the show notes on the podcast, but she's on Instagram. Um, I use her hashtag all the time, so you can find her through me. Um, you can also find her on Facebook, and um, even the website Ladies Lift Here probably links to all those things. So yeah. she's got great, great resource and community. The Facebook group is it, it's a wonderful place for women to feel comfortable just in their own. I don't know if you guys are in it because you're not women, but there's a lot of like I'm experiencing this thing. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> that's the thing is is like a good example is Maritza Rodriguez. She, her and her cousin. Or competing. Was it Maritza? Yeah, it's it, it Maritza. And her and her husband started training with me, and then like four weeks into it, she comes and she goes, I can't do the show. And I'm like, why? She goes, I'm pregnant. Mm. And so she, that was, she had little little uh, Eric. So, you know, comes to me and she's like, and she's got this basketball in her shirt and she's doing deadlifts. And I'm like, I, I don't know what you can or can't do. Don't ask me. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Oh my God. Oh my God. So you're going to hurt yourself. Don't do that. 
So, like, like having ladies lift here and that resource for things like, yeah. I'm pregnant this many months pregnant. What did you do? What did you do? This is what I did, yeah. and and everything, and and having that resources from from a women's standpoint is huge. Yeah. You know, even though I coached women and I have three daughters, I don't know what it's like to when you have real bad purry to come in and deadlift. I don't know. <laughs> it's awful. I'll tell you, you know? that's what it's like. I, I do know about the peeing, you know, <laughs> squatting down and doing deadlifts or whatever, the peeing, that's cool, but the rest of it, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you wouldn't have an idea about the peeing because our pelvic floors are just completely different. But oh, no, I'm just saying I, I've, I've seen you've it. You've seen I know it. it. Yes, it. I know, doesn't have to I witness was, the other I, I don't look shocked when I see it. <laughs> I was trying to explain to someone the other day, they were like, I don't know how you deal with that, and I was like, I'm just glad I don't get hernias, and they're like, oh, and I'm like, like, yes, that's because their pelvic is designed differently. Like, yeah. men are prone to hernias. <laughs> if my alternative is peeing occasionally, I will I'll, deal I'll with take it. That. <laughs> yeah, the, and the women don't tear biceps either. Interesting. You think we're just smarter? <laughs> no, I agree. Yes, you probably are. Here, let me t- I'll lift that. I got that. Don't worry. No, honey, don't lift it. <laughs> Dustin? Yeah, the only thing that I have to add to that is... Uh, Let's keep building this community. Uh, I've said this to several people, and I, I kind of step on this soapbox a lot. So if you know me, you know I talk about this often. But we're a small community. Um, sports been around since, what, 1977? They've been airing it on CBS? Yep. Uh, we've been out longer than, than CrossFit. Not, not to knock on CrossFit, but um, that sport got huge almost overnight. And I don't understand why Strongman <laughs> has not made... A bigger dent in our uh, well, in our it, nation. It, you know, it, it needs to get bigger. It, it's it's been. It, but you look at the last three or four years, then and, and I'll say it because of CrossFit, they've shined some light on it. Yeah, I, I hope and, so. And because of their athletes, we've been able to get more athletes to do yeah. strongman. And I will say, the uh, skills. The uh, especially <laughs> he very just displayed the Mr. Miyagi skills. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. <laughs> <laughs> Moth or something. Uh, <laughs> with his hand. Just one hand. <laughs> one hand. With but, his good arm. <laughs> no chopsticks. Oh, no, I totally forgot what I was anyway, <laughs> We appreciate you. Uh, we want more people to come show. out. Yes. We definitely do. And and just don't be afraid. It's it's such a, a big give me a hug community, even though we're big and mean and scary looking. And you, you know, I will tell you, strong men are the biggest teddy bears I've ever met in oh my, my life. Not me. I I <laughs> We're all offensive linemen. We're all on the other side of that coin. I would never want to be on their bad side. I mean, but true. but in terms of like being welcomed and you know, like, let's get a hug in here. Okay. Yeah, well. there's a reason that strong men don't work out at Globo gyms because they don't want to be the creepy guys. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. Anyway, crying so. over in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you both for being our first male um, guests awesome. on thank the show. Thank you so much, Ron. Thank you. Hope to do it again. And um, Viv and I are making our very best efforts to make this a weekly podcast. If we have a podcast, that means that um, I squatted that day. So. <laughs> uh oh. We, we might. We get some the more pressure there. Yep. And I'm pretty sure they're going to put some pressure on me to hurry the F up with my squats because the hot tub is calling. So um, <laughs> that you guys can eat some chicken wings while I squat. <laughs> so All right. We will be back next week. I'm pretty sure one of these weeks I'm traveling, but um, we will we will figure <laughs> it out. Just be aware. We're doing I can our only best. step in with my booming radio voice and do your podcast for you, Stacey. No, that's <laughs> okay. How interesting would that be? No. Vivian I could do the whole podcast in my radio voice. It might be more interesting for you to talk to the cat. <laughs> Hey, Mr. Cat, how are you doing today? Let's talk about the ladies lifting. <laughs> All right. Stay strong, everybody. Stay Woo! strong. Stay healthy. Strong is beautiful. Whoa.